Happy Wednesday, beautiful people. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. Oh, I slept good. I've been sleeping good ever since I've been back. It's been lovely to sleep so good. And I look rested. <laughs> I look, I look rested. I feel rested. Uh so uh I think that my my only order of thing that I'm struggling with right now is whether or not to take the uh the LSAT in June or wait, postpone it to August. I think I have a little wiggle room around that. I don't know. So we're, I'm in my group chat with my my cohort and we're all talking about this. Uh, and some of us are like, well, we'll take it in June, take it in August. I don't know. We'll see. Oh my gosh. So many first world struggles. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I'm just in a, I'm in a mood. I'm in such a mood. A good mood, but I just feel a little bit out of sorts. So I'm just trying to figure that out a little bit. And uh just trying to figure out what to what my move should be. Uh but there's a lot of good things coming up. If you've not gotten your tickets for uh Audra McDonald, I'm telling you, it's Monday. I gotta buy my tickets today. Buy my ticket today, um, so that I don't lose out and miss out. Uh, make sure you get tickets from uh, uh, for Audra McDonald for the Long Wharf Theater Gala. You don't want to miss that. It's such a. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be one of those things. The people you know go, and they're going to be talking about it. You're going to be like, "Damn it, don't don't be caught up like that." I'm I'm trying to save you. And then uh, live from the edge is happening, Long Wharf Theater. And then I think there's a poetry thing happening. So I mean, there's stuff going on. There's stuff going on. I'll be at the symphony on Friday uh, so that I could see the tribute to uh, uh, Price, Hagen, and Bonds. That's going to be amazing. And uh, Friday, Mike Morand and uh, Ch Chaz Warner are uh, doing a pop-up at the Beinecke of uh, some of the, the works by, uh, by uh, Ms. Hagen. Uh, so... I'm excited about that. So I'm going to check that out at 11 o'clock on Friday. And then it's Friday night, I'll be at the concert. Saturday, I'm going to the Love 146 Gala. Um, fancy, fancy, fancy. It's a ro roaring 20s uh, vibe. I, I don't even, I got to look and see what I got that even remotely registers as roaring 20. I don't have one of those beaded dresses. I don't know why I never had one. I should have one. I thought I used to have a beaded shirt because if you have a beaded shirt, you just throw it on with some black pants. So we'll see what happens. Maybe it's a consignment run. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's what's happening Saturday. And then uh, Sunday is Mother's Day. So I have no idea what the plans will be for me. I, I have no plans. I don't know if kids are cooking or what they're going to do or uh, if they're going to do anything at all. So we'll see. <laughs> Uh, my, all my kids can cook, so it would be nice if they did cook. And uh, we'll see what happens. And then uh, I'm having dinner with Susan Clinard on Monday uh, on the 15th. So uh, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. But that's just, the, you know, that's just, the, that's just the, the law of the land. You know, just, it just, and then uh, next, next Thursday is the NAACP Freedom Fund. So I'm going to that. Um, and then uh, I got story week the following week. 
the, the 20, 22nd, the 21st through the 26th. So that's story week. And then, and then it'll be Memorial weekend. I don't know what I'm getting into, to, into Memorial weekend. I might just be here and just chilling and being on the porch and, um, and trying to do some work in the house. Do you know what I mean? Like, and studying, like, you know, that's, I, I, I'm not going to have any real plans. So, uh, I never really got to buckle down and, and figure this out. Hey, Harry. Hey, Paul. Paul's not doing word on the street today because Tom Breen got him on assignment. <laughs> so, so whatever that is, I know it's going to be good. So, so Paul is out there hunting down leads and, 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 and talking to witnesses. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what that is. And uh, I, Harry, so at some point you got to come on and tell me how it went with the doctor. So, cause you know, you got this pre-surgery thing going on. I want to know about it. And, uh, and I want to know what they tell you to do the instructions. And uh, that's it. <laughs> I'm so behind in all kinds of reading. <laughs> I got up this morning feeling like, oh God, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do any of this? Uh, but you know, it, it's like anything else. And the pictures of Marrakesh, the trip, are up. People have posted pictures, so go see them. Our uh, cuffed video is up to about 1.2, 1. 1.2 1. thousand views. <laughs> I have no idea if this is what I mean. This is as viral as gonna get for me. Uh, but people saw it. It was fun. It was it was one of those things that was secretly in the back of my mind to do. And I was trying to figure out ways to pull it off. And it was great to pull it off. I had thought that we were going to pull it off on the rugs outside in front of the space. But we were in the space where the DJ was. So it was so it worked out really, really good. So um, I'm 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 happy <laughs> it got done. It's off my it's off my list of things to do. So I did it. Uh, the uh, the electric slide in the Medina that's up too. Uh, we got that in too. That was fun. That was another little thing that I always wanted to. You know, I have this flash mob mentality. You know, I always wanted to like be dancing in public <laughs> as a group, group dancing in public. <laughs> so I think I'm falling in love. Yeah, that's and it's still in my um. That song is still in my brain. I was in the shower thinking about it this morning. I wasn't dancing around in the shower. God knows. But it was in my it was in my mind. So I don't know. I just I just love the song. So I'm glad I, we got to like pull it off. And the pictures are up. They look beautiful. Everybody looks beautiful. Thank you, Kay, for uh making me have a color scheme. <laughs> I, I didn't want a color scheme. <laughs> but now that I see all the pictures. It was very nice. It looks beautiful. And the color scheme was orange, yellow, and gold. And uh, and people showed up and showed out. It was just lovely. Orange, yellow, and gold. And uh, and it, it just represented uh, desert glamour. <laughs> De desert glamour. That's really what it was. You see how my nails, my nails, uh, this is what it was. And my nails are ombre. So you see that pink on top. And so, yeah. So, yeah. 
desert glamour desert glamour that's what it was so uh we had a good time we had a really really and it, it'll stay with me for a long time um and as long as i have pictures you know as long as i have pictures it's gonna it's gonna live forever and and everything lives on the internet forever and never and never and ever and somebody will come across those pictures and be like who were those people like who were those people and what were they celebrating you know and and when somebody comes across them in years and years and years from now who who is who are those people and uh what were they what were they celebrating uh and uh and somebody will, some anthropologist will will uh dig through and uh somebody will, somebody will figure it out they'll follow the yellow brick road and uh talk about it so oh i've got to get to this play i got to get to uh uh ripple and troubled waters uh ripple uh that the uh i got to call uh steve and uh get my tickets because uh i don't want to miss it and uh time is a time waits for no man or woman so i got to get my tickets and i think the only time i'll be able to do it is uh next week and next week is looking tight i tell you i'm a uh my uh, some of my board commitments end shortly and i i'm really looking forward to it <laughs> because i i find uh i i i believe that board commitment is a is a wonderful thing uh but i think there's such a thing as you could serve too long i don't feel like i've served too long but i'm ready to get off i'm ready to just have more of my life back and i know there's work that needs to be done in the world you know, um, but you know, something happens to me. I, I mean, I'm 60 and I, I've, I've had a whole life of service. And I'm not saying that my life of service is over. I'm not saying that at all. As long as I have breath, I will serve. But um, there's more things that I want to do um, instead of being, uh, instead of, you know, or, or adjacent to I'm always going to be committed to some cause or something uh, but I'm looking forward to having a different experience about my time that's really what it is a different experience I've, I've been serving on boards for the better part of my adult life um, and I've enjoyed every minute of it uh, because there are things that I care deeply about lots of things that I care deeply about uh, and and serving on arts boards has been a a, a great love, um, you know. Uh, but but there's always a but, um, and I'm not tired of serving on arts boards. Uh, I'm coming off the Planned Parenthood board, I think at the end of this year. I think that's what it is, which would be, which has been a, a pleasure to serve on and to be in this moment at the forefront of these fights for women's reproductive health. So I got to have a hand in, in this fight. 
And it's not over by any stretch of any imagination. But uh, my part in it, I think, at this level is done. It's coming to a close. And I'll find other ways to sort of be supportive and active uh, on these matters. Uh, and uh, I mean, I think I'm only on my Planned Parenthood board, Long Wharf board, Arts Council board, Winnet Food Forest. I think it's only four boards uh, and Stop Solitary, but they don't really need me on Stop Solitary. I, you know, I, I corralled the first meeting for them. And I think they could take it from there, you know, in terms of the stuff that they want to be doing, uh, you know, because I know what I want to be doing. And there's only so many hours in a day and you have to sort of, you know, uh, figure out for yourself, what do you, what do you want to be doing? And I, and that is coming into view for me, you know, and law school looms, right? That's the whole point of this whole LSAT, Yale Access to Law School program is to uh, get rooted in getting ready for law school. And that's going to be a lift. That's a three-year full-time commitment. So we'll see how how that goes. I, I I would like to get into it, get through it, and get out of it, uh, and still have some, you know, uh, energy. Because <laughs> there's some things that I'd like to do, and uh, and and I'd like to give myself ten years of committed to uh, to doing that work. You know, so. So I have to clear the deck. That's the point that I'm making. I have to clear the deck. And uh, and I'm slowly doing that. You know, somebody had recently asked me, how do you how do you uh, step away from the commitment? I said, you know, you be purposeful and intentional about it, you know, and you leave on the terms that make sense for you. You know, if you feel like you still want to serve, serve. But if you feel like, okay, I need to get some of my time back and let me let me shift and reprioritize, you know, the things that I want to work on. I get that. I get that, you know. I'm always going to serve. I'm always going to be in some capacity of volunteerism and serving my community and causes that I care deeply about. Uh, I'm trying to move more into more philanthropic spaces, you know, making donations to organizations that I care about, you know. And I've come to realize that, you know, I, I don't have a lot of money. No, I always realized I didn't have a lot of money. What I've realized is that the donations that I make, make a difference, no matter how small they are. And I think, I think that's where people have to sort of know that, you know, as they think about, because when people think about philanthropists, they always think about, you know, Bill Gates and, and uh, Jeff Bezos and Oprah and, you know, people who have a lot of money, who give a lot of money. But honestly, um, the people that are the biggest charitable givers in, in this country are Black people and primarily through Black churches. So, you know, we are the, we are the biggest charitable givers. <laughs> so say whatever you want about Gates and Bezos and the money that they they dole out, uh, it's black people who are the uh, large givers of donations to causes. So, just saying. So, so that just proves that uh, 
no amount of money is too small. You know, because folks folks are giving ten, twenty dollars in churches on the rip on every on a weekly rip, right? And or or to women's organizations. And by women's organizations, I mean sororities and women's clubs and, and the like, uh, who raise money and give money, putting kids through school and uh raising money for all kinds of things that uh that are uniquely uh specific to the African American community and the Latino community. So huh. You know, quiet as is kept. We we keep the ball, we keep the ball in play. So so anyway, so I'm so I'm thinking about uh, that level of commitment and where that takes me, where that leads me. Um uh, I'm thinking about, you know, just just clearing the deck of some things, um, and 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 uh, and more travel. I want more travel in my life, more travel. You know, and I don't I don't enjoy travel for travel's sake. I don't I don't enjoy going from A to B to C. I like going from A and then being at my destination. <laughs> I'm happy when I get to where I'm going. I don't like the process of traveling, but I like the idea of arriving. I like arriving. And uh, and I want to do more arriving. That's what I want. I want more arriving. And uh, and you have to sort of have time to do that. And and yeah, you have to have time to do that. And as I as I look about look at look at all the things that I got coming in front of me. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep commitments when you want to run the streets. You want to run around the world. And that's what I want to do. I want to run around the world. And, uh, and I can't do that when I've got all these commitments. So, so not it's not a complaint. I'm happy to serve. Always been happy to serve. I wouldn't have said yes. I know how to say no. No is a complete sentence. Uh, but it is nice to be able to uh, uh, do, do your turn and then step away. And I've served on a great many boards in my life. So it's not like I'm lacking or not done enough. I I just know I, I don't need to be up in the mix forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be in the mix forever and ever and ever. And amen. No, I'm not I'm not that person. Uh there's some other things that I want to do. And uh and I shall do them. So, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I know there's a mayoral race coming up. I've spent, said so little about it. I, I guess because I'm so uninterested. We'll vote. I absolutely will vote because I believe in voting. But, uh, but with that said, uh, and I encourage people to vote. And we'll always encourage people to vote. I'm just uninterested in in the getting in the doing of this election. And I think in politics in general, I love politics. People who know me know I love politics. I love talking about politics, all that kind of stuff. I'm just at the moment very uninterested. And I'm disheartened by the political climate, as is a lot of people disheartened by the political climate. It's just messy. It's messier than I ever thought it would ever come to. So I don't have anything to lend to the cacophony of foolishness that is uh 
befall befell us in this political arena. Ah, I don't I don't know what is happening. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I don't know if we have lost our moral compass. I don't know. I but I you know I keep the faith. 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 And uh, I keep the faith and I vote. And I encourage any and everybody to vote. You know, you can't make people vote, but you can certainly encourage to vote. I mean, I, I encourage my children to vote. I don't know how you uh, excite young people about political processes. I mean, beyond the ones who are already interested in the political processes, you know, because there are young people who are energized and who are out there and who are about it and, and who understand the value of it. There are young people right now who understand that. But there are so many young people who uh, are not connected to, to politics and, and feel left out of the political system. And, and for all the right reasons, legitimately so, I don't know how you bring them back into the fold or I don't even know how you get them to the gate. I don't even, you know, I, I used to thought I had a lot of opinions about that. Uh, but when I look at young people and what they're facing, what they're up against, I don't blame them, you know. And sure, we could guilt them with history. We could do that. I don't know where it gets us, but we certainly could attempt that, you know. So, I don't know the political the this political climate is just I, I'm not I'm I'm not disheartened where I won't vote I will always vote even even if I do not like not near one candidate I will always vote I will stand in that voting booth and make my decision based on all the information that I have in hand based on what I know what I believe what aligns with my values. And make it and cast my vote. You know, cast my vote. And I'm trying to, you know, not have a, have an American Idol vibe about it. You know, who's attractive, who's talented, who's, you know, I feel like it, there's got to be some other criteria than which I make a decision. You know, so you know, it's all that, and then some. All that and then some. So so I don't know, I don't know how you get young people involved. Beyond the ones who are already involved, you know, that seems to be um I, I don't even know how we engage young people to serve on boards and to be part of uh uh community leadership. I, I don't beyond asking, and I don't know if we're asking. Are we asking? Are we doing a good job? Are we asking? Because I don't see young people at the table. And I and I say this all the time. If you're serving on a board and you look to your left and your right across the table and you don't see diversity, you got to ask yourself, what are we doing? And and I'm directing that this question to white folks. You know, if you sit across the table and you don't see no black people, no Latino people, no Asian people. No other kind of people other than white people. Then you got a you got a real colossal problem on your hands, you know, and that's on you to to figure out. 
you know. And it's okay to say, you know what? We need diversity on this board. Let's talk to let's talk to people and see who could lead us to some people who might want to serve. That's really what because because I dare say if you don't know any black people or brown people or Asian people, if you don't know them in your circle or work with them or whatever, or comfortable enough to ask people who you don't know to serve, then then you gotta go word of the mouth. You gotta you gotta enlist the support of people who might know. Uh, to help you get candidates to serve on your board. You know. <laughs> There's some quality people out there, but if you don't know them, then you can't ask them. So, I don't know. Interesting. I think about that too. I think about that. You know, I think about the state of things. I think about uh, where are we going as a city? What is our education system looking like for our children? I think about that all the time. I think about housing and how much housing we're building, but not housing for everyone. Uh, I think about that. And it's not all doom and gloom stuff that I think about. I think about all kinds of good things. I'm looking forward to the Arts and Ideas Festival, as I do every year. It makes the city come alive. It makes the city very vibrant. It makes the city very attractive and glamorous, you know, and friendly. Uh, I love that it starts with neighborhood uh, festivals and that neighborhoods get to shine and be beautiful and and be uniquely themselves. I, I like that, you know. Now, I've not toured around all the neighborhoods to go to the festivals, you know, but I hope that people would do that. Like, you know, show up in Fairhaven, show up in the Hill, show up in East Rock, show up, you know, make the rounds. Show up in New Hallville, you know, and, uh, and see what's going on, see what's happening. And enjoy all the uniqueness and the beauty of that uniqueness uh, for a time, for a time. Come and hang out for a time. <laughs> Come and hang out for a time. So that that's 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 at the heart of it for me. And then anything else, you know, I I know what I want to be doing. I want to be in other spaces and other places. And uh that's what I want to be doing next. Um, but I have to get through these things that I set up for myself. You know, I got to get through law school, which is three year of rigorous study. So I'm excited. Hey, Harry, what's happening? Hey, Beths, how you doing? How the doctor? What does the doctor say? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm completely ready. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, what well, did they say? You know, <laughs> the problem yesterday is that I had my uh, my guardian with me, my caretaker. I'm sorry, your wife? Oh yeah, my wife. So she came along to the appointment because she wanted to make sure that she was clear, that the doctor was clear, that I was clear about my recovery period and I'm not going back to work before the two week period because I want to be back at work in three days. <laughs> Better. 
So I sat there, you know, while her and the <coughs> doctor had a conversation about me <laughs> and about my, you know, hard-headedness. Harry, you're not going to be back to work in three days. So I don't, I don't know why you're trying to have that in your brain. I don't even know where you got that from. The doctor said, well, we, you know, we actually, you should be out for a month. And I'm like, now, you know, now who's on crack, right? Uh, so, but I'll take the two weeks. I'll take the two weeks. I don't see why I have to have a rehab person come into my house every day. You just show me once. No, that does, that's not how that works. I, they got to come and give you the, they got to make sure you're doing it right. You show me once, I'm going to do it right. No. Oh, good, man. So, <laughs> so you sound like them. <laughs> I am them. <laughs> I'm like. That's not how this works. I'm going to follow that, right? I'm going to try. Thank to... you. Because you want to be. No, you're not going to try. There's no try in rehabilitation. There's only do. You want to, You want this to go successfully, right? You don't want any problems. You don't want complications. You don't want anything to set in that's going to set you back. And you don't want them to have to go back in and deal with. Yeah, it just looks mess like, up. you know, he, he went through the process. He showed me what the, you know, the insert that everything that they're going to put. It just looks so. So when you get roses. Great. It looks like, wow, this looks like it's going to be a piece of cake. No. It's like, let's do it. You know, and let's move onward. I, I would like to have my other knee done in July, you know. Well, no, you can't have that either. But we're looking at November. Yeah, fine. You'll have you'll be ready for Christmas. How about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I just think people I think I'm gonna do better than the average bear, right? So it's I think. I'm going to be moving, you know, because I'm in a lot of pain now and I have to do a lot to 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 do what I do. So I, you know, I was telling him, do you think the pain after surgery during, during the recovery period, is it going to be worse than what I'm feeling now? Yes. And he's like, well, I can't tell you that only you know how you're feeling right now. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. So. Anyway, but yeah, so hard head, no opioids, I'm no none of that stuff. I'm not gonna do none of that stuff. So oh Harry, you gotta have some pain meds for a little while. So yeah, that's what he said, but I think I'm just gonna no, you need at least for the first few days. I'm gonna get the medicine, you know. I'm gonna have some medicine. Mm -mm. You're gonna need those hardcore medicines because because listen, this is gonna hurt. <laughs> And then I'm supposed to use this ice sleeve thing. I don't ice my knees now. I know, but you got it when you when then. Why are you making this hard? I don't understand. Why are you making this? Do what they tell you to do and shut up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but I don't ice my knees now. He's like, you know, if you ice your knees, the it would be better for your inflammation. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I have to have ice bags all over me and all that stuff so yeah but it's not forever harry it's not forever. but no no so yeah two weeks i'm gonna go hardcore rehab listen to whoever's 
rehabbing me for two weeks. Then after that is all ganas, is all the will. The will will break. Nah, not yet. I'm I'm too young for my will to break. Okay. Mentally. Don't 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 do stupid <laughs> stuff. Because because then you don't want them to have to start all over. No, you no. don't want to give them any reason to have to go back in and deal with stuff. You know, there's there's protocols and reasons why they have you doing what they do because they know they do this all the time. They know what to do. They know what to expect. Yeah, I think it's going to go great. I'm sure it is if you follow the directions and do what you're told and stop trying to assert your own will. <laughs> stop trying to assert your own. You're not a surgeon. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna insert myself there, but and you're not a physical therapist. But the recovery process, I think I could will my way more, you know, in that process. But whatever, I'll I'll try to be good. No, you're gonna be good because you you're not gonna have a choice. Cause you're not gonna be able to you can have all the will you want. That knee gonna be like, listen. <laughs> Harry, you can want what you want, but it ain't, we not, we not doing what you want to do. <laughs> you know, I just want to get the other one over with. And... I know, Harry, I was in the same place. I, I was like, how soon can I get the second hip done? They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to wait six months. Okay. That's insane. No, because this is, it's a tremendous surgery. Right, right. You can't, your body can't withstand that kind of that kind of uh trauma and it is trauma your body can't you can't your body can't withstand that kind of back-to-back -back trauma so you got to give your body time to acclimate and get back to some sense of normal see and then and then they do it all over again you know i mean so, it's a big deal I mean, for surgery so when i was um when they were when the nurse was going through my record i saw my digital record over her shoulder and the picture they had of me, I realized how much weight I lost. The picture they had of me was just, wow. I was like, I was like, I think we need to take another picture. She's like, yeah, but we're not going to do that today. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I had no idea. Well, you did, because that was spurred you to lose the weight. You had some idea. I had some idea because they were telling me I can't get the surgery unless I lose the weight. You know, I mean, yeah, some idea. Yeah, so ah, it, it went well. It went well. I did my blood work again. Um, my when is the surgery? When is the schedule? Twenty fourth of this month. So, oh my god, that's so close. So we did the blood work and everything yesterday, and I'm, you know, it's driving me crazy. My A1C five five point six. That's good. It's regular. It's regular. You're, that means you're non-diabetic. You're yeah. Non five point seven. They they consider you at risk for diabetes and stuff like that. Um, I went from fourteen. My A1C was fourteen a year ago. For like a lot of activity. my A1C was um 14 a year ago and now for the last nine months it's been under six but I'm at 5.7 yeah I'm not sure yeah I just need that 
one tenth of a percent. I think that I think I think to be considered regular. I'm gonna say it's to be a yeah. Just add more vegetables. (laughs) Yeah, I eat vegetables a lot. Well, watch when you get your knee surgery, you'll be able to walk a little bit more. Um, it'll get it down. Don't you have a little elliptical, right? A little elliptical thing. I do the bike. Okay. Just add a few more minutes to the bike. It'll it'll get it down. Yeah. I'm thinking it. I'm also I I don't have I don't have any sugar in my coffee anymore. I don't. There's nothing. There's just. Oh well, fruit. I eat a lot of fruit and vegetables. Mm. So that would be the the fruit part of it. Might be I could. I don't mean take away some fruit. I guess I don't know. No, don't take away any fruit. You like fruit. I would just suggest that you bump up the exercise part. Just because, because that helps the all your kidneys and your and all your stuff work better. It's fine to say the process. Yeah, so five point seven. I'm I'm like so frustrated with that number. Oh gosh, well, it could be a lot of things. I mean, everything. Uh, I mean, listen, be grateful. You was at a (laughs) fourteen. I know. I was like, wow, at a fourteen, and I was prescribed insulin. Really? And I said, no. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say this. Karen said, insulin. You'll be on that for the rest of your life if you start that. That's what she said. We're changing our life. Yeah. And we did. I mean, it's, yeah, she was right about that. Yeah. So I'm, I guess five, seven is something to be proud of from 14, right? Uh yeah, five seven is uh says you're not diabetic. You might be pre-diabetic. Not yeah, even by by a tenth of a percent. And some of that might just be genetic too. So you know what I mean? Like no matter what yeah. you do, you might yeah, be genetically just just uh uh predisposed to it. Yeah, it's it runs wild in my family. So. Yeah, so you might just be naturally predisposed to it. <laughs> so so that's pretty damn good though. You could get it. You know, mine dropped down to a five point five point four, and then it climbed back up to seven. Now it's hovering around five eight like that. Yeah, I've been consistent for the last nine months. I've been on the five eight, so I'm in the five. It's five. It goes five seven five eight five seven five eight. Yeah, yeah. That's probably your uh, genetic makeup. You know. That's that's genetic. That's the genetic part. Like no nothing you could do about that. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so in in what two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks actually. Right. So I mean it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> I, I I just gotta get this over with. But um yeah. So, anyway, so I was listening to you earlier, and you're talking about the young people and getting young people. And have you talked to the young people these days? I, I have. <laughs> oh God, you just want to skip a generation. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. Yeah. Not you know. I I get it. I mean, there's always like a. A cultural revolution every like 
40, 50 years, right? And I think that's what this young generation is going through. Um, they're dealing with stuff we never had to deal with with this internet AI and all of this stuff. Going. So it's different for them. But it has me not very confident in them. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of young people who are quite active. I, I'm always thinking about young people who 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 feel very marginalized and who feel very uh, disconnected. The problem is, from... is that everybody feels marginal, marginalized right now. Yeah, but... I'm, I was going to say the right thing, marginalized, so they feel like aliens to this planet. <laughs> I, I'm talking about the people, I'm talking about young people who are up against it, who are challenged in a lot of ways that you know, we don't often pay attention to. And, uh, you, you know, yesterday I saw a couple of episodes of Finding Your Roots. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, Dr. Gates. Dr. Gates, yeah. Um, and he had a couple of different, um, celebrities and everything. And, you know, they go back into, what he finds is incredible. I mean, I mean, he he is incredible. Whatever the way he goes all the way back and finds a person on a farm, a <laughs> the, you know, it's just like uh, it's like amazing. Anyway, so but he was going through histories of different people, and and it's like my God. <laughs> I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, uh, people back back in the day, not not in our day, we, <coughs> but the people way back were horrible people. I mean, <laughs> I, I just think to myself, I I, I don't think you said they're horrible people. Yeah, the people who exist now don't realize how good we have it compared to our ancestors who who overcame so much it's amazing and then you then i you know you go on youtube or i don't use tiktok but um on facebook people post tiktoks yeah and stuff like that so you look at some of these and and people are always crying it's like 24 7 <laughs> crying <laughs> and i just don't get it and, and what might they be crying about Harry? everything, everything. The, the other day I was watching this girl quit live on her TikTok right what? because, because her, job? her job she quit because she was hired to be a salesperson and the manager asked her to relieve somebody else's position and she was like I didn't get hired for that. I'm a salesperson. He's taking advantage of me. You know, it's like, I'm like, oh my God. It's like, have you never had to, you know how many positions in my life I've had? And every time they ask me to do something different, they go, look, look when you got hired, it says, and anything, any, you know, anything, any needs or whatever outside of your position. But this girl was crying on, on, and feeling like she really was violated as a human being 
because she was asked to do something other than her sales position. Mm. And that's and, and she wasn't the only there's a lot of this. People are now <laughs> quitting out loud, right? Yes. Quiet <laughs> quitting where they would go to work and not work and just get paid to not work. Quiet quitting. Now it's quitting out loud and they're quitting for the stupidest things. Mm. I, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it either. I mean, what do we do with that? And for us who are entering a different stage of our lives, we need those young people to work for social security and all of these things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are you doing? (laughs) We need you to pay into the freaking pot. Well, I mean, you know, Harry, I think this is a moment because at some point, you know, and I know, you want to enjoy things, you have to go to work. I mean, you just, you just have to. I saw this, I saw this, I saw somebody's TikTok yesterday talking about why are people so upset when kids move back to parents' homes? And, uh, you know, when your kids go back home because it's hard out there. And, you know, we shouldn't be mad about that because it's hard and, you know, kids have to, in order to make it, they have to have roommates and stuff like that. And and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I, what what's the problem with having roommates? You're 20-something years old. Have five roommates instead of going to your parents' house because your parents don't really want you to come back. They'll say they want you to come back. They'll make a way for you to come back and, and they'll help you. But your parents are looking forward to their own time. Yeah, it's it's called help, not come back into my house and I'm going to take care of you for the rest of your life. You know, and, and that is the problem, right? And this is the thing. I remember 17 years old, knowing my girlfriend, Karen, was pregnant. And you know what I did? I went and I had to get a a, a big boy job, right? Because I was I had all these part-time jobs and everything because, I you know, I could hang out and everything. Then I had to get a big boy job, a, a man's job. And I had to go and I lied on every application in New York City, everywhere. I had to put like I was 21 years old and everything. And I had to do whatever I had to do. Right. And I was trying to I didn't want to move Karen into my mother's house. Right. So and I say mother's house, the projects in the apartment building we lived in. Right. So. We had we she actually moved in for nine months before I finally had three different jobs that I was working to pay for a little basement in a queen's apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I don't and a rat infested apartment, by the way. But it was like a castle to us. It was a basically a studio in the basement rat infested and it was a palace to us having our own spot and everything i didn't see karen at all because i was at work all (laughs) the time for that little rat infested hole you know i I literally had three jobs i had two full-time jobs and a part-time job to pay for it so it's like I, this is what I'm saying. I don't understand what all the crying is about. 
you know, and for us, the only time we cried is when we didn't have enough. I mean, once my son was born, my son ate us out of everything and his diapers, you know, so it was like we were squeezing pennies. We made sure our kid ate the times we didn't eat. Okay, so it was like that, but we had our own spot. Well, I think some of these young people don't understand that kind. I mean, there are young people out there who are up against it, homeless, struggling. I get that. But there's also kids out there who don't really understand what struggle is. And so every every little thing that's uncomfortable sends them running home, you know. And I need them to be a little tougher. That's all. You, you, a little bit tougher. To. I mean, the world is not the world doesn't owe them. I need them to toughen up a little bit more. And your skin, it, it has to thicken. My God. It has to. Because God Every, knows. Yeah, everything can't be the, the downfall <laughs> of your, your mental state. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? <laughs> What is going on? You know, it's I'm so I'm so blessed. I I I, I the anxiety of young people. Well, and everybody's people. An, everybody's anxious, right? Everybody, everybody. I'm anxious. You're anxious. Everybody's anxious. We all anxious about something. But now it's used as an excuse not to do anything because it gets you anxious. You know, Baz, you know. I don't like to be touched. I don't like to be in a room full of people. <laughs> and I do that every day. <laughs> it's it's what you have to do. Yes. Yes. And and I think if they want if they want a level of independence, that comes with having independence. Doing things that you don't want to do, you know, it. I I know it's hard out here for kids. My daughter is moving into her new apartment in June in Hartford. You know, she's been living with me for about what two since I've been here three years. You know, I'm not charged to rent or nothing because I I want her to, you know, she's good with money, so save her money and, you know, make your way in the world. Like I I don't need you to pay my bills. So I don't I don't want your money like that. Uh, yeah, that I mean, there has to be a form of resiliency. I mean, built into these. I don't know what happened. I, I guess it's our fault. I guess yes. it's our fault um, because, you know, my my mother taught me to be resilient. How you doing? Can I help you? Sorry, bring the complaint to get the bike removed in the front. Oh, that's my bike. Oh, I don't know. We just got an email that said you know. It was there too long. You can't bring it up, Paul. Sorry about that. Real, real problems. They're Office politics. <laughs> They're trying to take Paul's bike. They're trying to take his bike. What? What? He just has it downstairs, right? Yeah. Jane? Somebody just complained that it's been there too long. Paul just got here. It's been there too long. Like, is it taking up space? On the pole. I mean, that's. <laughs> 
Maybe maybe that's not the bike they're talking about. Maybe they're talking about somebody else's bike. Yeah, maybe it was a, a dog wanted to use the pole. I don't. <laughs> but anyway, so you're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. Now, well, the, the thing I, I, I just want to say, because I'm so blessed that I was born during that generation of resiliency that you it, it was just embedded in you because you saw your parents struggle and everything. It's just, it was embedded in you. Um, and my kids saw us really struggle. I mean, really struggle, right? It's like, I remember my, my son told my daughter, um, Nena, you can't ask for that. We're poor. <laughs> you know? When they were little kids and my daughter thought she could get anything. And he's like, we're poor. And she's like, no, we're not. And I'm like, and then what the conversation of my finances with my little daughter. But these kids have seen all of that. And my kids are so resilient. It's just amazing. You know, nothing like that's going to break them. Um, but Seeing the generation behind theirs is very troublesome. It's what worrying, worrying. I mean, it's what do you do with these people? These I don't know. I really don't know. I, I don't know because you can't, you can't raise your voice at them. I mean, you can't talk to them and you can't tough talk them. You can't, you know, you 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 have to just make space for them and. I I think we caught your beep word on the radio but uh <laughs> what did paul say <laughs> i won't repeat what paul said but <laughs> no, all right he... we gotta we gotta go take a break we gotta come back in 15 minutes and maybe continue continue more <laughs> find out what's going on with the bike find out how we can help young people be more resilient i don't know <laughs> i hope they didn't take it because he's upset um, uh-oh can they take his bike i don't know so Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to go to the music. <laughs> and we'll be right back. And we'll be back. More on the to, bike saga. Yeah. You're listening to Love Bass Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. Q Music. Oh, yeah. I'm with this. I'm just going to sit here laid back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. This 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And ain't no half-stepping. Word, I'm ready. Rappers stepping to me. They want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory. They can't get with me. So pick a BC date, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And stepping to me. Yo, that's a wrong move. So what you want, huh? Dope a dog, dope a dog. Competition. I just devour. Like a pit bull against a chihuahua. Cause when it comes to being dope hot, damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B-I-G-D-A-W-D-Y-K-A-N-E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another. Cause they can't hang. Word to the mother. At least not with the principal in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready. To die because you're petty. You're just a butter knife. I'm a machete. This name I can to wait until when you drop the front so I can chop into your body. Just because you try to be basing, Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason. No type of joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle. The name is Big Daddy, yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking paper, sign it, and take a walk. As the canes start to talk, cuz. Ain't no half-stepping. 
Every sense 
Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rose Ivy. That's the fabulously thin Harry Droz. <laughs> Harry, what are you watching these days? Are you watching it? I, did you start um um what's the show I was telling you to watch? The Diplomat. Oh no, that was good. Did you watch that? I loved it. Yeah. Um I'm not sure if I finished it yet, but Harry's like six episodes. <laughs> I may be like on five or something. Okay. Are you gonna watch uh Queen Charlotte, the Bridgerton Bridgerton? That's only six episodes, Harry. I, you might like that. I'm not a Bridgerton guy, Karen. Watch the whole thing. Um she's probably gonna watch that. Um you should watch it with her because it's a great love story. Yeah. Um <laughs> and it's six episodes, Harry, so you can stand that. Is it a Hallmark? <laughs> no. <laughs> Netflix, Shonda Rhimes. You like Shonda Rhimes? No, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But no, I mean, I so I've watched that. I've watched um, no, the one with the zombies that were from Fungus. Oh, um, on on HBO, um, yeah, the End of Us or something like that. Yeah, the End of Us or some of us or <laughs> yeah, I did watch from us, The Last of Us. Yeah. I watched it. You did. What did yep. you think? I liked it. Um, it was. They were a mix between zomb. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Zombie Z or something like that. World War Z. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's you know that is probably how it's gonna happen. There'll be some virus that we can't control and there'll be a few of us who are immune you know yeah like like now <laughs> yeah um but yeah there, there is uh i've read that there have been a couple of zombie animals um so all it takes is that transfer and you know we're all animals <laughs> you know what i'm saying so I mean, we're very we're we're basically viral cousins of all of these animals that get sick like that. <laughs> so we're just waiting for it to happen. Uh, I just I just it was eerily frightening to me. You but know, I stuck with it. The weird part was that monster that came out. I was waiting for them to explain. 
that monster just came out from the ground. And, well, it's like the mother, like the mother. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like the like, like alien, where all it stems right? from. Right. It's like the alien movies where you have that big mother giving, you know, laying eggs. Well, listen, it, it gives it makes you think about how we how I framed it in my mind was like, you know, we pour so much stuff into the earth. You know, we grow stuff, we poison stuff. We just created a whole problem. Well, right. Look at our water supply, right? It has so much medication in it. Oh, I know. <laughs> so it's like everybody's flushing their medication. <laughs> Drugs down the toilet. <laughs> and how much coke is in the system? <laughs> it's crazy. And I saw that there was a study. I forgot which fish it was, but they studied a fish in some of that water that would that was infected with all the opioids and everything. And the fish, they would have clean water and they would let the fish come back and forth from the clean water to the infected water. And the fish eventually just wanted to stay in the infected water, in the medicated water. <laughs> It got hooked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this water feels fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't got to think about nothing in this water. <laughs> I don't got to worry about eating in this water. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. That's how addiction works, ain't it? Yeah, but, you know, to see fish go through it. It's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so... It, it, I like the thing that I didn't understand the whole, like I started reading articles to see what other, what media outlets were saying. And I don't understand why this guy's supposed to be some sexy actor. I didn't understand the hoopla they were making about him, but maybe, okay. you, could, maybe you could explain that. I, it, I mean, I, I think it's attractive. You know, he's, you know, he's not a, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, you know, he's rugged, he's, he's got appeal, he's smart, he's complicated. You know, he's John Shaft. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm like, okay, you know, usually you see, but he just looks like a regular dude. Maybe that's what's attractive, a regular dude who's confident and all of that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think he's a regular guy. He's got some sex appeal. I see I see I see your boy uh what's his name? Jonathan Majors take a tumble for the worse. His Ooh. career is tank. The brother from oh never mind. If you don't know who he is, then we won't worth talking about it. You know, he's you a, he Jamie Foxx? No, not Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is very sick. Yeah, I see all the conspiracies flying around online. No, I haven't seen the conspiracies. Oh, my God. You got to read those conspiracies, Vess. I can't. Oh, my God. That rabbit hole is serious. You got to read all those conspiracies. <laughs> no. And I don't want to say nothing because a lot of those conspiracies are out there. And I don't want. <laughs> what? Do they think he's a, a zombie? No, no. That. uh he it pay a, his fees it, for uh, the Illuminati? What? <laughs> and it was attempted murder, basically. 
uh, who attempted to murder him? Well, that's the rabbit hole. You got to go down it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear that. No, so I already yeah. had a. I already had a stroke. Well, I'm not gonna repeat stuff because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> well, I hope he gets well because that was quite shocking. He's young. He's a young man. Yeah, you know, he's a healthy guy. So, I mean, what? Presumably, I don't know people's lives, but um. So, what do you think of the? The coronation of the new king. <laughs> I, I thought we were all past this stuff. I, <laughs> White supremacy on display. This is like, what are, we, what are we doing? Why are we celebrating this again? I, I don't know. It's not our it's not our country, Harry. I know, but our country televised it on every freaking channel. It's like well, because you know, we got people who are who are loyal to that stuff. So I mean it's newsworthy. You know, we we are fascinated with the monarchy, and then they kept, they kept focusing on Harry being like in the fifth row because he wasn't. Like, <laughs> He's in the like, third row. Whatever. I'm like, who cares where Harry's sitting? <laughs> Harry's like, when it was over, you see what he did, right? Jumped in the car and went to the airport, and like, I'm out. <laughs> it's like they forced. I'm, not, him to I'm not going to the tea. I'm not going to the dinner. I'm not. Right, it's like they had they somebody came to this house on the uh, on the gunpoint. He was taken to the coronation. <laughs> He's like, I can leave. Must show up for the coronation. It's like I can leave now. Okay, did did he have a worse seat than his uh uh his uncle, his pedophile? Oh, I don't know his pedophile uncle. Was he even there? Yeah, he was there because they said ha both Harry and him walked in. It's like so. Oh, okay, who had the better uh, seat? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how far he's dropped. I I caught some of it that morning only because it was on every channel. Yeah, it's like so I was what like, are you doing. I was like, and they were just talking. I think they were just making stuff up when they was talking. <laughs> I was like, that guy's an asshole. And that is monarchy it? is the architect of white supremacy. And all them damn Jews need to be returned back to them damn African countries. But I don't know. <laughs> and, it, and it's like um, they said that the queen asked him to only serve for seven years and then give it to, what's his name, William? Oh, hell no. You know, once he get that crown on that head. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, they're going to have to pry it off. <laughs> yep. Unless it goes back to old school and <laughs> somebody do them in. Nah, um, William ain't got it in him like that. He ain't that cat. Well, maybe Harry does. But Harry's like, I'm like eighth and fifth in line or some old oh, mess. Right. He, right. He's dropped. So he's drastically dropped, right? So he's like no, he's not drastically. That's that's the succession plan. So it's William, William's kids. They bumped up his daughter, so so that she, oh, so. she is she's it. She's ahead of her brother because so the succession no is son, son, son. And if you don't have no sons, then daughter. So but how they change it. Harry has to kill the whole family. I, he ain't gonna do that, Harry. He's gonna try to put more people in front of him because he don't want that job. <laughs> He's like, I got cousins. Where are my cousins? 
He's waiting. He's waiting to see if Harry gets divorced. Charles, gets- Charles ain't giving up that crown. His mother, he waited 75 years for that. I know. You, you think he's going to serve for seven years, Harry, and give it up? That seven-year request is nothing unless God comes to get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hell no. Now, he already owed Harry, so he know he probably got about seven years. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Although, you know, he's got longevity. Both his parents lived well into their close to damn near 100. So, so he could serve 20 years. You know, he's like 70-something years old, right? Yeah. He's up in age with, like, Biden and Trump. So, you know what I mean? Like, so he could sit for 20 years, Harry. He could get it in. He, I mean, he's going to be, I mean, you know, he's a big global warming guy. So he's going to be the global warming king. Yeah. He's going to save the earth. Somebody got to think about it. Well, yeah. I I don't think he's going to do it with his money. Well, no. (laughs) And he's not going to return all them stolen jewels. So. No, he's going to suggest what the United States do, right? So, he's, <laughs> you know how you guys should spend your money? That's what he's going to do. <laughs> this, is what you, this is what y'all should do. We're not doing it, but this is what y'all should do. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, you know, I, none of it makes sense to me. I don't know why Harry was there. If they're not going to, if they don't want his wife, I would have never went. If you weren't going to let me bring Karen... Harry's not showing up. Uh, I I don't think she wanted to go, but she's got to, you know, somebody got to stay with the kids. Is she pregnant again? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But but to have him show up like that and then to have somebody got to represent the family. So that, he's got to, that's that's duty. He got to do that. That's his, that's that's his, his media, father. That's his have father. the media tear him up over there like that. Oh, well, they're going to do that anyway, even if they like them. And they like them. <laughs> That's liking them. <laughs> yeah, they like them. But, you know, they're going to roll like that anyway. Yeah. Maybe but I, I, none of it makes sense to me. They should get rid of that monarchy crap. Why? I don't got no, I don't got no opinion on that country. I do. <laughs> I do get rid of all of it. Why? What is it going to do for you? <laughs> it, makes, it makes no sense. It just makes no sense for me. F You're us. not British. <laughs> F us. You know, for our presidents have to go over there and respect that crap and all of this well, stuff. Well, our president didn't go over there. Our first lady went and her daughter. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense to have to play Why? into it. It's just, it's just world stuff. Crazy. That's all right. I don't, I don't, I don't care about it like that. Like, I don't. Yeah, you should go. It's, 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 it's. That's their custom. We respect their custom. That's, that's true because the people love that crap over there. They like it. That's yeah. their history. That's the history in their culture. I don't got no dog in that fight. Well, I'm in London. I go past Buckingham Palace. Oh, I, I mean, I've never been, but I would too. I walk by and wave. I like seeing the changing of the guard. It's interesting. I was like, okay, cool. You ever try to get one of those guys to react? No, because they will kill you. <laughs> don't don't sleep on them cats. That's because they don't carry guns, Harry. No, I seen them rough up a guy, and I'm like, man, he's <laughs> they, just, they will re- beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh 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 uh. 
I don't mess around in foreign countries like that. They they, they should have body cams because I saw them rough up somebody. I don't, I ain't messing with them, Harry. I don't go in, in foreign countries and show out like I'm an American. I know, I know. That's our biggest mistake, right? <laughs> That's what gets us kidnapped. That's what... we start saying we're American. Oh, uh, 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 pay for him. Uh, if they say X, I'm gonna go with X. <laughs> uh, I was in a whole Muslim country. If they said I need you to cover your head, guess what I'm doing? I'm covering my head, Harry. If they say, "Oh, we don't want to see, we don't want to see your arms out," guess what? I'm not showing my arms. But they didn't do like we didn't have any problems. But you do recognize that you're in a Muslim country, and you and you and you are, and you are consciously aware of what how you are behaving, right? So you don't bring insult or 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 you know any of that kind of stuff. It's like if I come to your house, Harry, I'm not going to just carry on like it's my house. I'm going to respect the rules of your house. If you say, take your shoes off at the front door, I'm taking my shoes off at the front door. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you about what I do at my house. (laughs) Yeah, and if you don't like it, I guess you don't go, right? (laughs) Yeah, because you can just put me out like my bass i need you to leave my house you don't want to take your shoes off can't come in no i i I, my my best friend's mother was always like that she would always make me take off my shoes and when i wouldn't she would smack me upside my head (laughs) what in the world no you know the rules of this house i was like oh my god this lady's freaking floor hitler floor nazi Take your shoes off. Why? Because you know what? You track so much of the dirt of the world into your house when you don't take your shoes off at the door. So I'm with that. You know, I'm with it. So, yeah. I watched a little bit of the coronation. I didn't have a choice. If you turn the TV on, it was on. So I was like, okay, all right. And they scaled it back. It was supposed to be like 8,000 people and they scaled it back to like five or something or for. Yeah, but supposedly it costs hundreds of millions of dollars to pull it off, right? So well, that's on them British people. If that's how they want to spend their money. <laughs> if that's how they want to spend their tax dollars, what are we gonna say? What are we gonna like, do? Okay, I guess there's no other problems. No, there are. They got lots and lots of problems. <laughs> I guess there won't be any health holidays when they can't pay the medical bill. Well, there's that part, you know, so they just feel like this is important. So do you see that um, Wendy's is implementing an AI system? What are they doing? <coughs> I think it's going to be a, the drive through is going to be AI or something. I don't know it's going to be collecting data on everybody. What does that mean? Like, I, I'm be not, nobody in Wendy's? You know what? I'm going to make a declaration here i'm not going to go to i'm not going to be served by a robot i'm going to go to places where the people are serving me i'm not going to do that i'm I'm not going to do that i, I want to see the person <laughs> i want to feel confident that a person is taking care of me okay so i don't know I, if it says AI, I mean, not that I go to Wendy's anymore, but if it says AI and I decided to go to Wendy's, 
I would drive right by and go somewhere else where there's going to be a person. I mean, I, I think human beings. I'm gonna wait and see. <laughs> I, I, think, I think human beings need to take a stand because. Oh, Harry! Listen, we should have taken a stand when grocery stores started that mess, but we didn't. Yeah, because I saw that they already said that worldwide, AI could replace 300 million people. Yeah. Right now. They're warning us. <laughs> it's going to replace 300 million people pretty soon. So, is. Is so, everybody, so everybody fighting with people about all oh, these immigrants taking our jobs and all this other kind of stuff. You know, I don't want to hear no more of that miserable lie. I don't want to hear no more of that. I don't want to hear it. Because that's not supposed to take your jobs, people. It's well, let me tell you. AI is coming for that too, because there's a lot of um, new <laughs> machines coming out to, to pick. work the fields and pick yeah, stuff. To work and... the fields. They're doing all, a lot of the machines are yeah. starting to come out and doing all the picking. You don't got to pay. You don't. You don't got to worry about machines getting sick. You know, if they nope. go down, you put another one in this place. You don't got to worry about just. Right. So I think um, the the new warehouse in Windsor, the a Amazon warehouse that they're hiring fifteen hundred people, but most of it's going to be a robots, robotics, and AI and everything. So, yeah, I mean, we need to worry. I mean, the thing is, is that if you if you're an employer, right, you don't have to worry about sick days. You don't have to worry about the robot Kitchen or anything. Right, you don't have to worry about the robot starting a union. <laughs> Although I saw the movie, <laughs> eventually the robot's gonna feel unappreciated. It's gonna be like, wait, how about me? What do you mean no breaks? <laughs> Harry, we don't seen this movie. <laughs> so I mean, I... they're gonna develop feelings. And they're gonna and justice is gonna be a part of those feelings. It might take some time, but because they're already trying to introduce feelings into these into these robots. They're already trying to get them to think and feel, have compassion or whatever. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, and a lot of people want them to be the new gods, right? A lot of people involved in the implementation of it look at it as our new overseers and they're okay with that the rest of us shouldn't be okay with it you know yeah, we see we've seen that movie too helen <laughs> connor <laughs> and somebody gotta fight back <laughs> and i know there's always a, a constant fight about universal income i think that's gonna it's gonna be necessary if you're gonna take people's jobs i mean are those robots going to pay, pay taxes? No. no. Right? So that's the problem. It's like, so if a universal income gets implemented, who's going to pay for the universal income if who's working is robots? Is there going to be a robot? I don't, I, I honestly think that they, you know, that they don't have no problems putting people into poverty and people trying to figure out all kinds of ways to survive. I, mean, I don't I don't think they have any problems with I'm a I'm a capitalist, tax. but you know, there's gonna have to be a robot tax. Right? 
So if you normally had 1,500 employees and you replace those 1,500 employees with robots, there would have to be some type of robot tax. I mean, I don't want to start nothing. But, <laughs> but let's face Who's reality. representing the robots? <laughs> I'm going to start the robot union. This way they don't look like me. <laughs> you know, and, and I read that they are going to start AI um, generated radio stations. Oh, well, they already got the music. That's it. They already have the, I mean, you have stations that are just music, so it's all on timer. Um, but they are, they're looking to get into the podcast world, replacing people. So, don't replace me, Paul. Well, the thing I, is that I still have value. <laughs> no, but the thing is, Baz, why would you go and listen to something that's not real? That's not this is what I'm saying. We have to take a stand. We have to say, I'm not gonna be served by a robot. I'm not gonna go and listen to some AI generated thing that that's just pleasing to my ear. So it's gonna say exactly what it thinks I should that i want to hear why would you want that harry ain't that the matrix <laughs> we, well, yeah. we are we got the we already got all the movies harry that's telling us what is to come i'm too old to be neil <laughs> but you know maybe one of these lazy young people who are you know fully engulfed by the metal world maybe that. <sighs> Neos that are coming. I don't know what to tell you. I it's it's here. It's not coming. It's here. It is here. And it's not a damn thing we can do about it. Except begin the resistance. And uh and I think how you begin the resistance is you do exactly what you say. Don't 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 go to places that uh that don't have any humans working there to serve you. Don't stop going to grocery stores where they've replaced check, you know, your own checkout. You checking out your own groceries without, you know, those jobs used to be for people. Now they're you know. okay. Who is that? Do they know you working? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Will y'all leave Harry alone while he's on my show? Can you do that? <laughs> I'm trying to tell him over here. Radio. I, Will you I'm leave not... Harry alone? You got 15 more minutes. Then y'all can argue about whatever the hell you want. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I want to say. But <laughs> well, while but... he's on this show, could you leave him alone, please? <laughs> Just because you hear something and you get in your feelings. <laughs> oh my Harry's God. happy to talk to you about it. <laughs> Let me give you an update on the bike. Paul was uh okay, yeah. What's happened with the bike? Worked up. Somebody did complain about his bike being there too long. He Where too long? Where? Tied up to the pole. On you the street? Know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but why can't you just bring the thing up? Um Let's get one of those hanging things, that, you know, the mount that you could hang so he could just 
hang it's like oh no, oh no they they don't allow that in this building i'm like oh my god who doesn't allow it in the building who's even gonna know <laughs> when you bring it in who's gonna know they're gonna know who's hang gonna it, know they're gonna know hang it right above your desk they're gonna know <laughs> i'm like well i guess i mean, I, I guess my, well, my who complained somebody in the building like i don't understand <laughs> Put that bike there for years and years and years. You know what? I blame anti-Semitism. I don't know. You might as well. Who knows? So I mean, somebody some... came to him and said, "Your bike has been there. Do they want their bike there?" I'm just trying to understand, <laughs> like, what the what the problem is. Oh, maybe that's it, right? He wants his bike there. And you remember what they were chanting in Charlottesville: "The Jews will not replace us." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm that's... just trying to understand. You either want that pole for yourself for your bike. I don't. He's been riding that bike for years and years and years. Yeah, and him and Tom actually tie it right there all the time. So what's the? I don't understand what the problem is. It makes no sense. It's, they made it probably sound. And I don't. I never seen the dude that just came up and said, "Hey, listen, somebody complained about your bike. Complain to that who? person." Who you know? There's a new guy I've never seen before in my life. Is he running the build? Is he the building manager? Like That's I don't. Because if it's, he's the bu- building manager, I got a lot of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, listen, let me tell you. Beyond this bike situation, you got some real complaints, dude. That's right. I mean, I want him to go and look at the bathroom right now. But that's you know what? Here. Paul should petition the city to put a bike. Right, right there. A yeah, bike, you know. Crack there. A- yep. Absolutely. Especially, you know, we're supposed to be bike friendly. Not on this block. There's nothing for you to you put, tie a, put a bike there. Put a bike rack there. You just want them little things where you can just c- connect your bike to. That's just a Doug Hoslodden conversation, ain't it? Yeah, actually, yeah. You know what, Doug? You were on the radio the other day. Where's our bike rack? Don't yeah. you want to come down here when you come on the radio and be able to tie your bike? Yeah. Of course, I'll I'll do a building hack here and just put a mount right over Paul's desk. Who's gonna see it? And and if they do, you know, there's somebody on the inside ratting y'all out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know we have a mole in here. You got a mole. <laughs> somebody don't like Paul. That's a that's a long way to just come all the way upstairs talking about. I, I don't even understand that. I just don't. I don't understand that. Is there a sign that says no no chaining your bike here? Like I don't. I, what difference does it make? I wonder if you can't have your thing your your bike tied up for long periods of time. But who who's who? I've never seen that. You know, because right in and front- that's not part of the building. The building doesn't own that. Well, the right in front of the building or on the side of the building on Orange Street is the bus stop. They moved a bus stop there. So where they tie it is right there at the bus stop, right? So maybe that, but who, I, I still don't know the dude who came and complained. Mm-hmm. But because he wasn't complaining, he said somebody else complained that he was informing. Oh, him. that's just a ruse. You know, people always say that mess when they don't want to, when they don't want to say it's then. <laughs> Because if Paul never heard that before, who is this guy? To, like, who are you? 
Yeah. So did Paul go deal with it? He went. He went down, and he was upset there a little bit, but he said his bike was okay. That it didn't get touched or anything, but I oh. guess it was just to upset him. He might be onto some story that <laughs> they're trying to distract him. But I want to know who the guy was. I know me too. Me too. That's the, that's the key to me right there. Who is the guy? And have you seen him before? And is he just some random cat that just being a, you know, a butthole? That's what I want to know. That was solving for me. And once I find out what his role was or is, then I could, I can get, I could solve this. You know, I just want to know who it is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, um, I'm just reading this article here. Interpol is, um, they have an investigation going on 22 women killed in Europe. So some serial killer in Europe? Is it? 22 women disappeared in Europe. Where in Europe, though? Because Europe is huge. I know. <laughs> the <laughs> continent. It's like, where? It's like saying... In Africa. Russia? Where? I mean, what? <laughs> Some people went missing in Africa. What part of Africa? I don't know. Who? You know, everybody always. I, mean, I was saying a serial killer. Like, what makes it a serial killer? Well, it's just, just says, 22 random <laughs> missing women. Yeah. It just says Interpol investigating 22 murdered women. Wow. Okay. And yeah, so you know, Interpol does all of Europe and everything. So, uh, well, I guess we don't want to import that. So, no. Let's make sure we keep whoever that is on the other side. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So the political season is coming back. I mean, it's here, but you know. The campaigning hasn't started. Yes, it has. It has? I haven't seen nobody campaign. What do you mean? For locally or? You know, the, the national campaigns. Oh, where they're stopped. They are. I've seen some ads. Oh, yeah. I've seen the ads. But right now, I, I don't see any ads of like Biden and Trump going at each other. Right now, I see Trump going after well, the census. It's early. Yeah, it's early. It's still kind of yeah. early though. They don't, you won't spend all your money this early, do you? I think September it starts for real, right? Yeah, like September. It's too early because people are a lot not paying attention to that stuff. Like we got to get kids out of school. We got to. <laughs> I got to figure out summer camp. I was like, I got time for this. I just, you know, I know they've been polling, so I don't know. I, I'm a little. I'll get into it when it gets closer to crunch time. I mean, yeah, I'm going to start getting into it. Um, I like to, the, the problem with me is that there's just so much garbage. So it's a lot of reading for me. I have to, <laughs> you know, it's like reading through all the freaking propaganda on both sides and everything, finding the truth and everything. My eyes get so tired. I, you know, I don't so, understand. I don't understand this both sides conversation, but. Oh yeah. All right, you know, whatever. Propaganda on both sides. It's, mm. It is what it is, but 
I'm not gonna go with that, but like I said, I'll wait. I'm gonna wait, wait. see what happens. I'm gonna wait. I don't I don't gotta I don't gotta jump in right now. Wait. I'm not Iowa. <laughs> I That's can, true, right? I can wait to the last possible I, what? <laughs> Is Iowa the first stop for both parties? I yeah, I was always the first stop. And then New Hampshire, then uh and then after that is all Although I thought they changed, I thought they changed Iowa from being the first stop, and they were annoyed by that. They probably moved themselves to the first stop again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what these these um states do. They want to be the first stop. I think they got. I think they got bumped though. Is New Hampshire the second or the third stop? I want to say the second. New Hampshire is supposed to be a good one this year. Um, it's all up in the air right now in, in New Hampshire, but I, you know, I, I love all of that stuff. I love watching the low. I, I go onto YouTube and I look at the local ads and stuff like that, mm. which is really interesting because you see how the parties campaign in one state and then you go to the next state and they're campaigning different. Like in Iowa, they'll tell oh, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta play to the audience that yeah. you're. Like in Iowa, you'll see both parties talking about ethanol and corn. Well, that's because that's what's important to Iowans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they don't give a damn about. <laughs> so it's so it's just interesting. I love all of that stuff. I like I gotta talk to them about. I don't know what's going on in New York right now. They talk, they're not interested in stopping frisk. Have <laughs> that conversation. <laughs> like no we worried about our corn you know but then you come to connecticut you got to talk about you know how how do we support electric boat and uh and uh you know all the 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 submarine manufacturers right like they want you want to hear that kind of conversation and economic development here you know I, yeah definitely especially for me over here is this is the most, for me, the most interesting part of it is always health insurance, right? And everybody, everybody loves what Massachusetts does. And basically, they're, basically, they're one payer system then in Massachusetts. But I never understand why it doesn't cross the line. Into, I, know, I understand because of all of the insurance companies we have here, they're the one to go for it. But why our legislature doesn't push it? Well, they do. Forward. They got Republicans who don't want it. I want to see. That's the truth. Ask Gary Winfield. He'll, sit, he'll talk to you all day about this stuff. These companies have, you know, have deep pockets and both sides are in it. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think that every time Democrats introduce legislation about a one-payer system, Republicans don't like it. They don't like anything that helps people. <laughs> they are the party of not helping people. <laughs> oh, you want health care? No. <laughs> you want food on your table? No. <laughs> you want clean air? How dare you? <laughs> you want clean water? Suck it up. <laughs> that's 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 my best Republican. Uh, 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 Republicans want bad air. Dirty, they want bad air, dirty water. No health insurance. <laughs> and no health insurance. 
<laughs> and you better like it. <laughs> you better like I, it. I shouldn't have repeated that because that'll probably be a commercial for somebody. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, we gotta get out of here tomorrow, Harry. I've got um this some folks from the New Haven Symphony Orchestra coming on, um to talk about uh the Price Bond, um Hagen concert tribute that they're doing on Friday. So Alistair Neal and um someone that they've commissioned. Uh, I might have to start going out to some of these events. Well, when you get your new knees, and it, it doesn't hurt, and you just be I like. You could dance up and down the aisles. It'd be great. Like Karen said, um, oh, she saw this morning cool in the gang. Yeah. It's gonna, and I'm like, she's like, but the only seats are in the yeah, you know, high. And I'm like, I feel compromised if I can't move around and something happens, something pops off, and I can't move. I feel compromised. So unless I'm down low, I don't think I could do it. All right, well, then just tell her to start looking for tickets down low for concerts. Well, you got it right. Because you're not saying you're not, you don't want to go. You're just saying you have to have a seat that makes it all right for you to go. Right. Like, I don't want to have to be some all the way somewhere where I have yeah. to hold my pee because I don't want to have to go through it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> anyway. I think we have another show coming. All right. We leave. I'm leaving. Goodbye. I'll see you all tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Oh